Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. 
Lord. And more than that, he is our Savior. He is our strength. Our Redeemer. Our very present help in a time of trouble. Our shield. Our buckler. Our protector. Our provider. Father, we appreciate 
you, and we appreciate uh, what you sent him to do. We thank you, Father. We pray, Father, that as we study concerning uh, further this evening, your firstborn son, you will continue to give us revelation, insight, knowledge, and understanding concerning this particular topic. Speak, Father, for your people, your servants, your children have gathered at various times, at various seasons in their lives to hear what your spirit has to say to the church. Trust, Father, that you're going to share something with us that will enlighten us and increase our knowledge and understanding. Uh, This is our prayer that we count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Firstborn son. As we look at Exodus chapter 4, we see God spending a lot of time with the great patriarch Moses trying to get him to operate in his destiny, to operate in the purpose in which he was created. And God says, you know, he has to spend a lot of time with most people trying to get them to operate, especially when it comes down to your God-ordained destiny. Um, Every human being has a destiny. Moses' destiny was to lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt. God had to spend all kinds of time with Moses trying to get him to see that, trying to get him to uh, comprehend that, trying to get him to agree to that. Uh, you say, Apostle, what does that got to do with me? Well, there are some things that God already knows that you and I are going to do. Now, you can do them willingly, you know, and without a lot of uh, bloodshed or, or butt whooping, or you can choose another path. You can choose that. God said, you're already going to do it. Or you can choose to get your butt beat real, real good, maybe even have to shed some blood, maybe even be about to die, and you're still going to do it, Jonah. Now, the choice is ours. Do we want to go ahead on and do what God knows we're going to do willingly, or do we want to get our butt beat and get ourselves hurt and get ourselves, you know, arm twisted and, and, and all kinds and then still end up doing the same thing anyway. You said, Apostle, what you got there? God said, Robert, look, Pharaoh going to let my people go. Before Moses was ever even formed in his mother's womb, God says, I knew the exact amount of time my people were going to spend in Egyptian bondage. It just so happened that when Moses got to a certain age, his time was up. Now, Pharaoh tried all he could to try and hold back. We're still talking about firstborn son. God said, Robert, Pharaoh tried all he could to try to hold back my firstborn son, but I knew that the time for my firstborn son to spend in Egyptian bondage was up. Now, you say, Apostle, what does that got to do with me? You mess around and get yourself in a whole lot of trouble trying to hold back and continue doing something that God said time is up for. Pharaoh, time was up. And see, this is why we want to be sensitive and we want to be in communion with God so that we can know when time is up for a thing. Oh, man.
man, I remember like it was yesterday when my time was up for teaching and coaching in secondary school or in high school. All the success that God had been bringing me for for years upon years, winning seasons and long win streaks and all that kind of stuff, all that was finished. I was getting beat just like I had stole something in every sport I tried to coach. Didn't have another winning season after time was up. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? We don't want to spend a lot of time trying to stay in an activity, an interaction, a relationship, or a situation or a circumstance after God has said time is up. We're about done, children of God. We're not going to be here all night. Firstborn son, God said, look, Pharaoh, my time, my, my, my time, my, my firstborn son time with y'all is up. Pharaoh tried to say, in essence, nope, no, it ain't. I got some more time with him, God said, to your own detriment. Say, Pastor, what you got, man? Trying to hold on to stuff. Listen, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, trying to hold one dollar that God has destined to go to the work of the ministry. You mess around, that, that one dollar can mess around and be one of the biggest curses to you you've ever seen. Just one. I ain't talking about I ain't talking about a hundred. I ain't talking about five hundred. God has got times. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17 that God has set the times. God has marked out times. God has marked out amounts. God has marked out seasons. God has, and you can get yourself in a whole lot of trouble trying to, to hold on to that which God has earmarked for something else. You must around and hold on to that extra $500 that God told you to give to the church, and now God fixed it up so something costs you $5,000. Keep right on messing with God now. Keep right on. Moses, Moses, and, and, and you know, we, and we're not going to be here long this evening, but the firstborn son was to be consecrated to the Lord. Moses had him a son. See? Long in his time, you know. And, uh, you go just a, a, a couple of scriptures down. In fact, two scriptures down. You're still talking about firstborn son. The Bible says, um, at a lodging place on the way. So Moses finally got convinced to go and do what God said in regards to Pharaoh, but Moses was neglecting what God said do in regards to your son. Now, what is God trying to let us to understand here as pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, workers in the ministry? That sure, we have our public ministry. We have what God is sending us into all the world to do. But God said, look, that don't mean you neglect what I told you to do with your son, with your daughter, with your wife, with your family. So that God is a God of balance. You mess around, and any time you get out of balance with God, there's going to be a problem. Moses, yeah, yeah, I'm finally ready. I'm ready to go tell Pharaoh to do right. God, and God's sitting back saying, well, you ain't even doing right with your own boy. You getting ready to go tell somebody so, so much. You ain't even doing right with your own boy. God said, what I'm going to do is kill you. At a lodging place, what? On the way. On the way to Pharaoh. The Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. But Zephora took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin touch Moses' feet or genitals with it. Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me, she said, so the Lord let him alone. 
You say, Apostle, what are you trying to, what are you, what are you doing all this preaching to me for? What are you keep out on talking? I'm trying to get the Lord to leave you alone. You got to hear that with spiritual ear. Because some of you out there on the side of my voice, you're getting towed up by the Lord. Tow up. I ain't getting towed up. I'm, we want, I, want the, I want the Lord to leave me alone. Now, you got to hear that with spiritual ears. I'm not talking about leave me alone in regards to blessing, not leave me alone in, in regards to communion or, or fellowship or work. I'm talking about leave me alone when it comes time to chastening me. Leave me alone when it comes time, when it comes down to, to, to whooping me. Leave me alone when it comes down to beating me. Lord, I want you to leave me alone with God that didn't do like I'm telling you. Seriousness of the situation. When we, uh huh. Now, you, you 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 look at now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that 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 God is dealing with me on right now. Oh man, God says true, Rob. I'm like Lord. I don't even know if this is you. This is this is this is so. This is gonna shake so many people up that God says still true. Whoever is shake up. Moses and Pharaoh were really a lot alike. That's the first time the Lord hit me there. Moses and Pharaoh was a lot alike. Moses just met the Lord. Think about the Apostle Paul and the Judaizers, the Apostle Paul and the Pharisees. What was the difference? Paul met the Lord. You say, Apostle, well, Brian, what you, what you driving at? A lot of times for folk that God sent you to. Oh, my God. Now the Lord is, oh, my God. <laughs> Lord is dealing with me now, right now, because I'd be like, what? These Nigerians. I keep going. I'd be like, these Nigerians. Just like you. A lot of times, the ones God sends you to, because sometimes I'd be like, man, these jokers are so stubborn. These jokers, but they got so much potential, and, you know, they do. They, they got so much greatness in them. They got so much craziness in them. Lord, right now I'm hearing the Lord now. Just like you. <laughs> Say something, ready to close this message here before, before the Lord start blasting me right here. Ain't there something? It took God a whole lot of time to get Moses to do what he wanted Moses to do. I don't know how long it was. Well, I mean, it was just, just, just And it took Moses a whole lot of time, speaking for God, to get Pharaoh to do what God, God said. There was a lot of light. What are we talking about? What are, we, what, are we, what, what, what are we trying to figure out, Rob? Well, like Bishop, Bishop Clemens used to say, that's the message. Firstborn son. Lord told Moses, tell Pharaoh, this is what the Lord said. Israel is my firstborn son. And I told you, let my son go so that he may worship me. But you refused to let him go, so I will kill your first one. You refused. You say, Apostle, what's God now? Now, we're going to make close. Anything you refusing God on, you need to be prepared for some death in something. You refuse to let him go, so God said, I'm going to kill your firstborn son. 
This is why we want our responses to God to be yes and amen. Because whatever we refusing God on, you're killing something. Mm. You're killing something. You're refusing to sow bountifully into the work of God. You're killing your future prosperity. You killed it. You look up and the job be gone. You look up and the promotion be lost. You look up and, and, and you can't get that, can't get the break. You killed it. See, Pharaoh want to blame Moses for everything that was going on. But the reality was it wasn't Moses that was killing the firstborn son. It was Pharaoh. It was, it was your own refusal to do what God said that killed it. Some of you are killing your, you killing your own, your own longevity on the job by your selfishness. You killed it. So when the job get lost, don't come looking at and trying to blame nobody. You killed it. Pharaoh, because you're, you refused. So God, so, so God said, I'm going to respond to your stubborn refusal to do what I'm asking you. Now your firstborn son got to die. It's going to take the sheep back. It's going to take the sheep back. But you refuse to let him go. This thing is just you. Not Moses, kill him. Huh? Can't blame no Moses. And that's who Pharaoh wanted to blame everything on. It's amazing how a lot of times folk don't want to do what the man of God say. Then when stuff collapses on them, they want to blame the man of God. They want to blame the they want to blame the Lord. They want to blame the ministry. They want to blame the church. Ah, Pharaoh, the man of God is trying to tell you what to do so that calamity don't have to strike you. You don't want to hear none of that. So now calamity come and now you want to point the finger at the man of God. We about done, children of God. And God said, All right, just to show that I'm not a respecter of persons, Moses. Now, as for you not doing what I told you to do, I'll get you to. And I'm a, And the Bible said the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. How? You see, see, some of you I don't even know. You know, when the Lord meets you, he is either meeting you to bless you or to do some very, very serious damage to you. We want to position ourselves so that the Lord's meeting with us in worship, the Lord's meeting with us, the Lord is meeting with us to bless us. The Lord is meeting with us to give us words of edification, words of comfort, words of... So we don't want God meeting with us and in the back of his mind saying, look, I'm going to knock this, I'm going to take this joker out. The Lord met Moses. Now, the Lord had just met with Moses on the mountain. Met with Moses, gave him all kinds of instructions. Met with Moses, gave him all kinds of encouragement. Met with Moses, gave him all kinds of edification. This time, you meet with Moses, get ready to kill him. Why? Your behavior is different. You, it's just you. 
you know, as a, as a young, young student in school, you get called down to the principal's office. Well, you know, uh, you know, as a school teacher, a lot of time I would get called down to the principal's office. You know, a lot of times it'd be, you know, something maybe the principal wanted to congratulate, you know, Coach Brian, that was a good win last night. I'm like, you know, we give God praise. Uh, you know, Mr. C, we give God praise. Oh, man, them boys played tough, man. Hey, we give God praise. But then sometimes you get called down to the principal's office, you done done something crazy. And the principal have to uh, rebuke you, or the principal have to, to correct you. How is the Lord meeting you? How is the Lord meeting you? Is he meeting you to, to, to praise you, to encourage you, to, to strengthen you? To, or is he meeting you? The Lord met Moses on a lodging place along the way and was about to kill him. was about to kill him. If, if Zephora hadn't done what she did, we wouldn't be reading all this about Moses leading the people out and, you know, wandering. We wouldn't be reading about it. If it won't, that's why we thank God for, for, for godly wives. If, we, if it hadn't have been for what Zephora did, you wouldn't have been hearing about all of this where Moses did later on. But God said Moses would get me to go to the upper room. Only thing he said he wouldn't have been able to write this because we've been gone. God was giving me to take him out. Maybe we'd have been reading about Joshua, what Joshua did. Maybe we'd have been reading about Aaron, what Aaron did. We would have been reading about Moses because Moses was giving me to go. Firstborn son. God look, I take them firstborn sons very, very seriously. Israel is my firstborn. God said, look, Pharaoh, you need to understand, this is my firstborn son you're talking about here. So you can get some, some perspective. It's much like, you know, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit now is what God tells us in Scripture. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Now, you get to a place where you just feel big and bold and bad enough where you're going to touch God, prophet, you're going to do his... You know, you touch God's prophets, you're going to do his prophets harm. You know, his anointing, you're going to do him harm. You, you don't understand. God said, I did tell you, touch not. But they were wrong. God told you, touch not my anointing. Do my prophet no harm. God said, you do understand this is my prophet. You do understand this is my anointing. Yeah, but they wrong. I would not do it. That's not, that's not the discussion. The discussion is you putting your hands on them. The discussion is you doing them harm. You you touching them in the wrong way. God said, I got my problems. I got my anointing. I know how to deal with that, which is mine. God said, uh, Pharaoh, you do understand that Israel. See, God be, God be trying, to, God be trying to, to snap you out of it, get you, get you to see things clearly. God says, you know, go on and let Pharaoh know, because he just think it's just some ragtag bunch of, people that you can just do anyhow. God said, no, you need to let him, let him know, you know, maybe this will help open his eyes. You do understand that Israel is my firstborn son. Some of you all I know in the sound of my voice, God has sent me here to say to you, you do understand that the church is the body of Christ. You, you, you need to get that so you don't jump out here and just treat the church any kind of way or think you can get by with just treating it. You do understand that the church is the body of Christ. That when you skimp on the church, you skimping on Christ. You, you need to understand that now. 
God said, you need to understand, Pharaoh, that this is my firstborn son you're dealing with. Before you jump out here and do something to them, that, 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 that will get you in a world of trouble. Some of you all understand. Well, you do understand that the church is the body of Christ. Go on, tell him now. Go on, go on, tell him. Let my son go so he may worship. Now, just to give you, and we can make the close out, just to give you an idea about how serious God is. See, so some of you all don't think worship is no big deal. Oh, it's just something Pastor God is doing all the time. Oh, it's something more Pastor See, you don't understand. God almost destroyed a whole nation so that his people could worship him now. God, worship might not be a big deal to you. God said, well, Robert, let my people know worship is a very big deal to me. I'm like, Lord, I know that. I know that. No. I know that. God almost tore up all of Egypt so that his people could go worship. God destroyed chariots. God destroyed horses. God destroyed crops. God destroyed, killed all fish. God sent down, God, <laughs> I got to have my worship. Yeah, well, God said, Robert, give it to him in human terms. Some of, some of the people understand human terms. What won't a crack addict do to get him to hit a crack? One of the things like, what won't a crack addict do? What won't an alcoholic do to get some alcohol? Well, because crack addict be feeling like I got to have it. Alcoholic be feeling like I got to have it. What God be saying when he come down to worship, I got to have it. God said, that's why I fixed it up, Robert, so the two or three of y'all can come together in my name, and I'll come right on in there because I got to have God said, look, I inhabit the praises of my people. God said, all I got to do, well, God said, Robert, you, don't even, you can't even comprehend the depths of space, the depths of creation, places I be. But when I hear my people worship, I inhabit the praises. I come right back and get all up in there. Mm. I'm about done right here. God said, you got to, you got to understand what's important to me. Because, see, God said, when you understand what's important to me and you do that, I'll take care of what's important to you. God said, well, God said, you think it's a big deal for me to see to it that your bills is paid? God said, you think it's a big deal for me to see to it that your body is healthy? God said, well, what, what, what do you think is difficult for me, Robert? What really? Come on now. Let's talk, me and you now. What do you think is the take? God said, look, take care of what's important to me. Because God said, if you don't, I will tear up all that stuff that's important to you. And that's Pharaoh. That's Pharaoh. What he not going to do. And I'm, I'm sitting here saying, I, look, I got I to get this worship now. Because originally it was just supposed to be three days. Supposed to be a three-day festival. Look, it's in, so, um. Let my people Israel go. Where is that at? Let, let's go. Go up to go to verse uh, uh, five and three. Go to verse five and three. Then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a what? Three-day journey in the, in, in the desert to offer sacrifice to the Lord and God, or he might strike us with plagues or with sword. Three-day. The three-day journey. Three good days. Lord, so let me get three good days. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So God said, all right, I'm going to take, take it all then. Some of you all understand my voice. 
God is saying, look, give me a reasonable portion of that of that income now to the work of the Lord. You don't want to do that. So God said, all right, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to take it all. Some of y'all out there, you better, you, better see, you better see yourself in Scripture before it's too late. These things were given as examples to us. No, Lord, don't, this, don't, don't tell me about what, what Pharaoh did. Show me the Pharaoh in me today. Show me the stuff that I'm holding back from you that you really want to have before you have to go off on me like you went off on Pharaoh, like you went off on, on the Egyptians. Father, in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, we praise you, we trust, Father, your people have been blessed with the preaching and teaching of your word. Uh, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray that our blind eyes have been opened this evening in the name of Jesus, that deaf ears have been unstopped. We pray that souls have been convicted and converted at the preaching and teaching of your, your word, and we give you glory, honor, and praise for this. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Give me some questions, saying, Let's go. Yeah. All right, what are, what are the two things what are, what what are the two things that God meet us for? What are the two things that God will meet us for? Question two. Come on, somebody. Uh, what what does refuse what does ref, what happens when we refuse God in something? What happens when we refuse God in one thing or, or in something? And question number three. Since Pharaoh wouldn't give up three days with God's people, what did God end up taking? Since Pharaoh wouldn't give up three little days, what did God end up taking? You can reach us through email at thebusinessofchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.church.com backslash member backslash to backslash tccc. Join us on Talk Shoes, Recast, YouTube, and iTunes. And our Talk Shoe call 724 Recast, type to the new Christmas on Church channel. Service of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donation should be sent by using the donation button on the church website. Talk to you homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.